Hello, my friends. Today we're in Psalm 77, and I'm going to read it to you from the voice. I cry up to heaven, my God, true God, and he hears. In my darkest days, I seek the Lord. Through the night, my hands are raised up, stretched out, and waiting. And though they do not grow tired, my soul is uneasy. I remember the true God and become distraught. I think about him and my spirit becomes weak. You hold my eyes wide open. I'm troubled beyond words. My mind drifts to thoughts of yesterdays and yesteryears. I call to mind my music. It keeps me company at night. Together with my heart, I contemplate. My spirit searches, wondering, questioning. What will the Lord do? Reject us for good? Will he never show us favor again? Has his loyal love finally worn down? Have his promises reached an end? Has the true God forgotten how to be gracious? In his anger, has he withdrawn his compassion? I can't help but be distraught, I said, for the power of the Most High that was once for us is now against us. I will remember the actions the Eternal has taken. Reminisce on your ancient wonders. I will reflect on all of your work. Indeed, I will study all you have performed. O God, your way is so different, so distinct, so divine. No other God compares with our God. You, God, and your works evoke wonder. You have proved your strength to the nations. You have used your great power to release your people. With a strong arm, you freed Jacob's children and Joseph's. The waters saw you, O true God. The seas saw you and swelled in sorrow. Even the deep trembled. Water poured from the clouds and the sky boomed out in response. As your arrows of lightning flashed this way and that, the sound of your thunder whirled within the wind and as your lightning lit up the world. Yes, the whole earth trembled and shook. Your way ran through the sea, your path cut through the great waters and still no one can spot your footprints. You led your people as a flock tended by the hands of Moses and Aaron. Psalm 77 is a psalm of Asaph for the choir director, the worship leader, Jedithan. All right. And we get right out of the gate, the dilemma. The prayers aren't working. Uh, The ordeal continues on even as prayer persists. And uh, this matches up uh, with what Jesus underwent as he went to the cross, as Hebrews uh, chapter 5 attests. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And ultimately, he was heard because of his reverent submission. Yeah. So the first half of this psalm uh, really is just um, great uh, candor, uh, just just really honest prayer about uh, the struggle and about deep questions and doubts. And it comes to a head as he spells it out in verse 10. I can't help but be distraught for the power of the Most High that was once for us is now against us. It seems like what worked in the past is no longer working or God who worked for us 
in the past. Accomplishing great things is is no longer working, seemingly. So what gives? Uh, What's with the seeming contradiction? What's with the inconsistency? What do we do about that? Well, first of all, it's just laid out there. It's all brought to God uh, exactly as it is. And even still, uh, there's an arguing of the case um, and uh, trying to encourage God uh, to be uh, consistent to his character. Uh, There are key verses or key words along the way that mark what kind of stuff the psalmist is doing that he's encouraging us to do. Uh, In verses 3, 6, and 11, we've got these kind of twin words of um, meditating audibly, uh, speaking, uh, and remembering, uh, calling to mind. Uh, And then uh, that comes to a, a climax in verses 11 and 12 in the uh, rising, emerging praise when those two words are put together with repetition alongside the word uh, for meditate, haga that we found back in Psalm 1. Uh, and so verse 6 also references Uh, Happy songs or hymns being an anchor point in the middle of the night, that singing these songs uh, provides uh, some some consolation, some comfort in the midst of that. But the rising praise uh, that emerges in the back half of this psalm is pretty unprecedented, and it comes from the turn that the psalmist makes. So stuff that I'm observing in my own life and my own current distress is no longer working as a focal point. So I am going to get caught up in contemplating, in remembering, in speaking out loud these things about God's character and remembering God's work in the past on behalf of his people. And that's going to make all the difference because uh, God, there's there's no one like you. Uh, and God, you were a kinsman redeemer, buying your people back, bringing Jacob and Joseph's children back from Egypt. They called their shot that they needed to be buried, not in Egypt, but back in the promised land. So you brought the totality of their children back, including uh, their bodies to be buried there. And uh, <laughs> and then it continues to rise in praise, dwelling on the Exodus event uh, in particular. And the effect uh, is pretty cool. Uh, Derek Kidner calls it out. Not only is his trouble dwarfed and forgotten, but our picture of the world is given a corrective against any impression of autonomous forces and an absentee creator. Uh, And of course, uh, we don't just look back to the past and recall the Exodus event. We also uh, recall the greater Exodus that Jesus worked on our behalf to save us, uh, not just uh, from uh, oppressive forces within the world, but from sin, death, and the devil itself. Jesus talked about his journey to the cross and beyond 
into resurrection as an exodus when he spoke to Moses and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration, Luke 9. So all of this makes all the difference in knowing that the God who worked in the past, who is evident in the mighty, uh, ruckus power of creation is also our shepherd leading us in our lives. All right, a couple of prayers from Tim Keller and from Eugene Peterson to close us out. First, Eugene. O God of Exodus and Easter, I remember all I know of your love poured out in deliverance and resurrection. You rescue from sin and you raise to new life. You sustain and you lead. I praise you for your unending mercy and your untiring faithfulness. And then from Tim Keller, Lord, I thank you that you are a God of infinite power so that even the oceans and hurricanes do your bidding. Yet you are a tender shepherd to us. If the infinite power in the universe is our loving shepherd, then we can live fearlessly. Amen. When we see seeming contradictions in our circumstances uh, between what we see and how we know God to be, we call to mind what God's done for people in the past and what God's character is made of, and we call him to be consistent with who he is. God lets us be that bold in prayer, my friends. Peace be well. Thank you.